Eddie Jones with still a game to go. A fair bit of heat for the first possible time. You know what, guys? Eddie Jones has had this very prolonged honeymoon period, and quite rightly too, just one defeat in his first 20-odd games. And then all of a sudden, back-to-back defeats. And that's now three losses in five in the Six Nations. And you had in that defeat against Ireland in the previous game of last year's tournament as well. And loads of questions being asked. But just to sum it up in a couple of sentences to kick it off, I think the lack of of real kind of commitment and, and kind of balls at the end of the game, that composure to see games out, somehow that's just gone over the last few games, whereas before it was very, very strong. That's a big worry. Missed tackles is a worry. Turnovers and problems at the breakdown, and as a result, the penalty count is a massive, massive concern. And just generally toothless in attack as well, averaging just basically a try every other game at the moment, England all of a sudden, having scored them for fun. So some fundamentals that were strong are crumbling, and one or two unanswered questions that have never really truly been answered, and I think of the genuine number seven there, haven't been answered and now coming home to roost. Russell, quite often we marvel at the way that the, the press in Great Britain really hammer teams, like will really, really go for them. I'm thinking a guy like Eddie <clears throat> Jones, who has been very prickly with the press, and, you know, uh, um, I think he's been quite combative with you guys. Uh, does That mm-hmm. probably doesn't buy him much grace now, does it? It's a, it's a really good question. I think Eddie is still held in a certain kind of esteem, though, where there's a respect from both sides. I think I would speak for most of my colleagues when I say we actually enjoyed the challenge of Eddie Jones. In a way, when you've got a very, very kind of samey, quite dull head coach who you talk to and they just kind of waffle back at you and you can basically ask anything and make something up and make a story out of it. Not particularly challenging. But someone like Eddie, if you ask something stupid or something he doesn't like, he'll go for you, but he respects you if you then take him on, don't shrink away and go back at him. And That's certainly what I've tried to do over the last couple of years. Where applicable, you pick your battles as we know when you're in the media interviewing these high-profile guys week in, week out. You're right, there's been prickly moments and times I think he has been unfair on people where they've caught him at the wrong time and maybe a little bit off guard. But still, I think people respect him for what he's achieved, but we know that there's a chance this could all blow up. Let's be quite honest. We've talked before, guys, about the whole Jose Mourinho kind of cycle of coming in like a whirlwind success for a couple of years somewhere, then it all falling apart. We've seen it with him at various clubs. Eddie Jones' rugby history is pretty similar to that. At the moment, it's been great. Are we now on a precipice where things could go either way Yes, and therefore the response this coming Saturday, just down from where I am at Twickenham, England Island, St Paddy's Day, title gone. It's still going to be fascinating to see what England do. Uh, let, let's have a look at that. I mean, Ireland uh, pick up the win on the weekend again. I, I was saying on the show, I, I feel uh, horrible that they weren't awarded the, the Rugby World Cup. I, I just think to myself, that's the, the hotbed of it at the moment up north when I look at it. But yeah, they, they I'm couldn't. Fully with you on that, by the way. They couldn't have won the fully Six Nations any harder, and by that I mean you win on the field, you win in the points, but also they went fairly deep into their depth chart, did they not? To uh, you know, at least that they've given some exposure to, to players who perhaps wouldn't have got it, the Six Nations, and they've come up trumps. They've got depth now. Massively. You think of Jacob Stockdale, who scored two tries in the win over Scotland at the weekend. Uh, Chris Henry came in and then out again through injury. Gary Ringrose, who was in, out, and now back in again. And tons of other players right through. Various key players missing. Like Furlong the Lion, only back for this game, having missed the last couple as well. They've done really well, and they're almost now where England were a couple of years ago, which is going down that depth chart and having that momentum and that confidence behind them. That's 11 straight wins that Ireland have managed, which is a test record for them. And it's really impressive to see. And after their little blip a couple of years ago where perhaps they were found out, and I think at the last World Cup, their lack of strength and depth was shown in that game against Argentina. 
Now, all of a sudden, they've got 30, 35 players of test pedigree, but test experience now that can slot in. So, arguably, they are the best hope, I think, of the Northern Hemisphere in Japan. This thing stand. And how strange is that, guys, that, you know, no one would have even thought that a few months ago. It was England, 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 rightly so. And they're heading backwards. And the classic example to compare the two, first game of this tournament, Ireland is staring into the abyss, down in Paris. What do they do? 40-phase move, drop goal from Sexton, bang, they win it. England, a chance to somehow nick that game at the weekend that I was covering, even though they didn't deserve it. And then what do they do? <laughs> Mess it up on the five-yard line with the catch and drive. Still, Bozich doesn't find touch. They get another chance, and then they knock on short of the line. And It's not a bad England team. We know that they can do better. They've done it time in, time out. But at the moment, it is not happening. And as I say, it will go one of two ways. They'll either beat Ireland, find some momentum, have a decent summer tour and get back on track, or it could all get very toxic and pretty nasty. And internally, we talk about our relationship as the media with Eddie Jones, the internal relationship, Eddie and his players will be fascinating because he doesn't pull any punches and he's pretty forthright and abrasive there too. Is that the one that could start to bite? I don't know. Have cracks started to appear there at all? Because often when teams lose games in succession, that's when people start to hear about fallouts within a squad. The one that I've noticed, not in terms of a public fallout, but it's the fact that Eddie is suddenly phasing out the glue. These key players that have been his senior veteran stars over this run, all of a sudden Mike Brown doesn't start the game. Uh, Dylan Hartley gets injured. There's still a slight question mark as to whether he ever was injured. I think he probably was, but there's a story during the rounds that it was all a bit of a, a cover-up to get him out of the team for this game and mix things up. Let's talk about Dan Cole's place being under threat. And I just wonder whether Eddie had this idea of veteran stars, four or five of them, and then the rest of my team seeded in around them their change of kind of the guard post that World Cup that was always his plan I just wonder if that plan is now fading and he's realised that some of his older players aren't going to be up to it and good enough even for that World Cup in Japan and therefore needs to be changed sooner rather than later Russell Hargreaves from TalkSport hey, in Russell. the UK does the rugby for us on Radio Sport mm.